You wanna fight, bro? Yeah, the Fight Bros Podcast. It started out. Yeah, the three, two, one. What's up, Fight Bros Podcast listeners? We're here with the Fight Bros Podcast number 10. Dude, I can't believe this is the tenth podcast, man. I know that's what that's what I was telling Hannah this morning. Ten yeah. episodes in, dude, it just felt like it went by so quick. Yeah, ten weeks straight. Oh, every yeah. every Sunday for ten weeks we've been doing this. But it's, this it's been a blast. This tenth one's coming to you on October thirteenth, two thousand nineteen. Yep, we're just moving right along, man. It's it's going great, and I love the pumpkin. Oh yeah. The, if if a lot of you didn't see it, then uh, get on Marcus's Instagram. It's uh, he's got a pumpkin painted with the Fight Pros podcast. Yep, I tried my best. <laughs> but as always, I'm uh, Marcus Burks, and this is yeah. Oh, Albert, Albert Walton. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. Um, all right, well let's let's hop right in, man. So last night was Fight Night One Sixty One. Uh, my girl Joanna Jacek fought. I was, you know, excited as always to see her win. She fought Michelle Waterson. What are some of the highlights from that? So I mean, I ain't gonna lie, I was dozing off during this one. Yeah, we, just, we had yeah. a hard day yesterday. Yeah, but um, <laughs> but this main event's the only one I dozed off for. But I, I caught, I caught a lot of the fight for the parts that I wasn't dozed off with. But Yuani on Jacek won by unanimous decision against Michelle Watterson, which what that's what I predicted. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, I've always said there's levels to the UFC, and Michelle Watterson is a very good martial artist. But Yuani Young Jacek is is on a different level. Yuani Young Jacek, I mean, completely outstruck her. Yeah, uh, last what, night about 20, 20 hits every 15 round. Fifteen to twenty 15 strikes to 20, every round. Yeah. She outstruck Michelle Watterson. Michelle Watterson had you want a young Jacek in two different submissions during the fight, but young Jacek never. You never could see in her face that she felt like she was any type of trouble. Well, it's you on a Jacek, man. She's she's the top. Oh, I know. <laughs> so. And uh, yeah, what was cool after the fight was you uh, want a young Jacek. She said. She said Willie Zhang, or I think that's how you pronounce well, it. It's something like that. Yeah, she said Willie Zhang. She said bow down to the straw weight queen. <laughs> so, so, I mean, that's what's next. Yeah. What do you think? How do you think that fight would go? Well, dude, I'm I'm not on a bandwagon with Joanna. Uh, you know, that's my girl, so I'm always yeah. going to root for her. Um, I don't care who she fights. Uh, she's going to be the one who I'm rooting for. So I mean, she could she could you know fight one of one of my favorite guys. Yeah, I'm still gonna root for Joanna. So I don't know what it is. I've just she's always been one of my favorite fighters. So last, I mean, Joanna Young Jacek, uh, she's this my second favorite uh, women's yeah. fighter in all of women's M- MMA. Who's your first? Cyborg. Cyborg. Yeah. I figure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I don't disagree with that. Yeah, that that's respectable. So last night made me respect a lot more of the striking accuracy that Yuana Young Jacek has. That she that's a definitely a skill that she possesses, and I felt she put it on full blast last night. Oh yeah. Um, she might not provide the power that you would like, but she is very accurate at striking. Um, I mean, if you think about it. She outstruck Jessica Andrade, which was the knockout artist of that 115-pound woman women's division. Um, the fight with Willie Zhang, dude, that's a tough one. I'm gonna, I'm gonna well, always. Zhang, go. Zhang is a respectable, very good fighter. Yeah. 
So, I mean, it, it is a tough fight. Um, but as always, I, you know, I, I can see that you want to be in, being the victor of that. Yeah. So. I mean, me, where you, young J Tech's one of my favorites. I'm always going to root for her. I'm always going to pick her. Um, but I could see how Willie Zang would provide some trouble. I mean, yeah, Jessica yeah. Andrade brutally slammed and knocked out Rojama Nunes. <laughs> These names are hard to pronounce, man. <laughs> but uh, uh, she knocked out Thug Rose, you know. And then she comes out um, and makes the, the her title offense against Willie Zang. I mean, yeah. Jessica Andrade has just been knocking out people up to this point. And I mean, would she last against Zang 50 seconds? So, I mean, Zang is a very powerful striker that just, I mean, just cruised by Jessica Andrade, which is a very dangerous straw weight. Yeah. But then if we think about it again, Yoana Young Jacek, she handled um, Jessica Andrade pretty easily back in the day. They haven't fought in a while, but back in the day, she handled Jessica Andrade yeah. pretty easy. So I'm excited to see this Willie Zhang fight, and I hope Dana makes it happen. Uh, you know, early in the next year. I hope that I don't think they need to do any other fight with Zhang. I mm -hmm. think this is the fight that needs to be made. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm rooting for her. So what what else happened last night? Working our way down the ladder. So co-main event we got Cub Swanson versus Kron Gracie. There was a lot of uh, there was a lot of people that had their eyes on Kron Gracie last night. I think he was 5-0 and at this point. Um, he's obviously the son of the Gracie the legacy. Gracie, yeah. yeah. And, you know, the Gracies are pretty much the founders of mixed martial arts, high re a very highly respected family within the business. But uh, Club Sw Cub Squan Swanson just made it look easy last night, man. I mean, I don't know what the game plan was with Kron Gracie. Uh I think Cub, so his, Cub Swanson his record's yeah. now five and one. Yeah, Kron Gracie uh, and Swanson beat him by <clears throat> unanimous decision last night. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. So Kron Gracie, I mean, he didn't really go for a takedown, which I mean, jujitsu is a little bit different than wrestling. So, I mean, when I was watching it, I was sitting there like, "Dang, why don't you go for a double leg or single leg?" But I'm like, "Well, that's not what jujitsu is." Yeah. So he's not gonna go for takedowns like that. So I kept expecting him to you know, provide some type of grappling, but he just kept trying to strike with him. Yeah. And I didn't like that. But you know what I think it is, is they said that he's been training with the Diaz brothers for a while. So I think he kind of got the ego in him last night that like, you know, I've been training with some of the best strikers in UFC history. I'm training under um, Rob Perez, which is Nate Diaz's boxing coach. I just think he thought, you know, very highly of his boxing skills last night. So he just thought he was going to stand up with Cub Swanson, which is already a respected stand-up fighter in this uh, in this division. And it just didn't go his way. I felt like that wasn't the game plan for Cron Gracie. No, no. Well, when you, you know, these fight camps, they're tailored to who you're fighting and they're tailored to your fighting skills. So if you're fighting a wrestler, they're going to tweak the way you fight a little bit to better protect yourself against that wrestler. And so that's kind of the game plan is going into fights like this. And then you have people who don't do that, like DC. You know, when DC just fought Stipe, he lost. But it also appeared that he was not going based off of how he was trained. That wasn't the, the fight plan. And he lost. I was happy because we made a bet. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I was also sad to see DC lose. You know, that that's one of those fights where you, you don't want to see either guy lose. And I totally agree with that. That's the same way I feel. I feel like 
you know, we see a lot of fighters nowadays that they go away from their game plan and they get they they get into a striking fest with people that they shouldn't be. I mean, like, I'm not one of those fans that just want to see you stand up and just, you know, just see blood the whole time. Like, I like to see... I like to see people showcase their skills. So if you're a wrestler facing a striker and you hold them on the ground the whole night, to me in my eyes, you went out there and did your job and won. That's how that's how you were a fighter. Yeah. So and this is mixed martial arts. This yeah. isn't this isn't a kickboxing bout. This isn't a boxing fight. This is mixed martial arts. And so if your martial art is wrestling or your martial art is jujitsu, you go out there and you're going to mix these martial arts and see who comes out on top. Yeah, I mean, you... That's, that's what the name of the game is, literally. For real. <laughs> so, you know, congrats, Cub Swanson, Karan Gracie. We're, uh, you know, not disappointed, but uh, you all you always expect a, a good good name from the Gracie, but five and one, that's not that bad from for this point. Oh, on. I know, yeah. He's still got a longer career ahead of him. He's only 31 years old, so... I, only I, I, 31? Oof. Well, he started... Uh, mixed martial arts pretty late so what i what i heard last night and i found this interesting is he originally wasn't going to fight he originally was just doing jujitsu you know he was just doing jujitsu matches and competing in competitions but then the diaz brothers brought him into their camp and he had been in the diaz brothers camp you know providing them jujitsu partners and stuff for you know five six years and then he just picked up that he this was something he wanted to do and i guess the diaz brothers kind of told him like you know man you can compete at this level and you know i think this is something you could pursue so i mean he had just been training with those brothers for a long time so 31 to him he's just getting into it he's done jujitsu all his life so he just now started getting punched in the face 30, 31 years old. So I think he could have a long career. Okay, because he's not been wearing his body down. Yeah, so you know Daniel Cormier, he's still fighting at 40, 41 years old right now. Yeah. He didn't get into mixed martial arts until, I don't think he had his first professional fight until he was 30 years old. So you got to think that's different. Uh, Let's just use an example, uh, me, like I've been playing basketball since kindergarten or whatever. So if I sit there and skilled trained, basketball all my life you know when i get to 30 i'm gonna have those knee problems and stuff i'm gonna face problems because i've been repeatedly doing that for all these years like uh, once you get that late start at stuff mm. like dc like cron gracie i think you can you know have a longer career yeah but the the argument against that with cron gracie is he's kind of been doing that he's kind of been the uh the punching bag for the diaz brothers um, you know, for the last five, well, I six think he's years. been doing jujitsu with them. Yeah, yeah, like just grappling with their geese on and stuff. I don't oh, think he's okay. been like doing the bot. Yeah, I just think okay, okay. he's been in there with the gi. Okay. I don't think they actually spar or nothing. Okay, okay. Yeah. They probably have now. Yeah, but, well, yeah, yeah. now I, I would hope so by now. Yeah, <laughs> um, you know, five fights in the year. Oh yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> but uh, you know, but I'm I'm sure we'll see a long career for him and pretty successful career in the UFC. Oh yeah, let's jump into this next one that was interesting and it got it got this man nico price uh performance of the night dude what a knockout i mean this is james vicks it it was a you you could not look at the position they were in and expect that kind of a knockout oh i know this was james vicks welterweight debut i mean 
He's a six foot three fighter that was fighting light. He was fighting at one fifty five, being six three. Could you imagine that weight cut he was going through? So I just I expected so much more of him at welterweight, and dude, he was doing good at the first of the fight. He, uh, I mean, he's he held his hands down. He was taking some shots, but he. I think he hit Nico Price and he got on top of Nico Price and he was ground and pounding pretty well for a minute. It felt like he was controlling the fight. And then Nico Price just hits him with this crazy kick from the bottom. I mean, yeah. dude, that what a knockout. And yeah. I mean And I mean Vic was out cold. If you didn't watch that fight listeners, you wanna you wanna go back and watch that highlight. Yeah. I mean, this is that's probably gonna be one of the best knockouts in UFC history. I mean, probably if they ever did a show where it was like 25 uh, best knockouts, it's going to be on that list. You think so? Yeah. Maybe 25 of like welterweight. I don't think it could be 25 of all time. Like it was a good knockout. Unexpected. I don't know if it would be. I mean, just like with all the knockouts we've seen in the UFC, like kick off the cage, Superman punch, you know, five second knee to the head, Askren. Um, and and all these insane knockouts that we've seen, like insane back elbows. I don't know if I could see this being top twenty five overall. I just respect but it. But top twenty five welterweight, where he did it from the bottom. Yeah, that's, I can too. Like that's insane. And and it was like a back kick, you know, straight to the head. It looked like an axe yeah. putting his head open. It was insane. We usually don't see people do that kind of damage on the bottom. The yeah, last no. time I saw somebody do damage like that on the bottom was when Tony Ferguson was just cutting up Kevin Lee from the bottom with vicious elbows. Yeah. So, I mean, just to see somebody do that kind of damage from the bottom, that's crazy, and I, I respect that. And that's why I put it on that top 25 list. But I don't know. I, I mean – I can I, respect the yeah. difficulty. I, I see where it could be. But I definitely I definitely think it would be top 10 of, like, maybe welterweight. Yeah. I don't know about top 25 of all time. So, so let's break down – What's next for James Vick? I mean, this is a four-fight losing streak. The last three losses that he has had have came with vicious knockouts where he's been unconscious. The last three fights, he has not been able to stand beside the ref to get the other victor's hand raised because he's been viciously knocked out. This is very surprising because James Vick, when he first came to the UFC, and light heavy and lightweight 155 division. He went nine and one. He started out the UFC nine and one. In his last four fights, he has went zero and four. I mean, this sport is a very unforgiving sport. You have to keep polishing your game. Yeah, I believe he should be released from the UFC. I believe that's what's best. Yeah. Um. The last. I mean, how old did, is he? He's in his thirties. 31 or 32. Okay, he's low 30. But just the way he's gotten knocked out in his last three fights, getting put unconscious, uh, I don't believe the UFC needs to take any more chances on him. Um, if he wants to pursue other f- uh, companies, I think the UFC should let him do that. But I think he should be released from his UFC contract. See, I think I think if he has like one more fight and he still isn't getting uh, getting out on top, Maybe that is Tom because you know you don't want to see somebody like BJ Penn. You don't want to see him get in the ring and get knocked out eight or nine times in a row because it's not it's not fun at that point. It's not fun for the fans. It's not fun for the fighters. It's not fun for either fighter. Even if you're winning, you're like I want it. Most people who are true champions want a challenge. Oh yeah. So 
if James Vick just his body isn't keeping up or he's for some reason not able to, to continue to be a good fighter, then then it, I agree. I think it should be time to let him let him go. See, I don't know if you remember this, but do you remember when James Vick fought Justin Gaethje? And James Vick, this is how James Vick kind of got famous within the UFC fans. Because at the press conference, James Vick was telling Justin Gaethje, he said, you're just nothing but punch drunk. He was like, you're the you're the Homer Simpson of the UFC. Because you remember that episode of The Simpsons where Homer Simpson got knocked out by Mike Tyson. He might have ended up not, Homer Simpson might have came back and knocked out Mike Tyson. But whatever, you know, Homer Simpson just kept taking shots to the head, shots to the head. So he was pretty much just saying, you're punch drunk like Homer Simpson was in that episode or whatever. And then he comes out there and gets viciously knocked out by Dustin Gaethje. I mean, that's how he kind of got his headlines within the UFC that got his popularity. But I just think, I just think, Four losses in a row. I don't care if you lose four in a row, but the way he's lost the last three, I think they just got to let him go. Yeah. Yeah, I I don't disagree with that. So uh, maybe this is the end of the line for Vic. So, well, what, you know, getting getting on with the rest of the rest of last night's fight, what uh, what were your thoughts on Matt Frolon and Louis Pena? Um... I believe this is like the third robbery we've seen in the past couple of fights. Luis Pena, like I said, he, you know, like like the Romero fight, like the Matt, Mike Perry fight we talked about a couple of weeks ago. Luis Pena outstruck Matt Frivola. Now he outstruck Matt- him the the whole entire fight. Luis Pena had him in more damage. If you look after the fight, who had control over the fight? Luis Pena. Matt Frivola had control that first three minutes of the first round. Okay, okay. Um, and then, so after the fight was – it was split decision. The win went to Matt Frivola. Um, Luis Pena wasn't having none of that. He walked right out of the arena. Luis Pena then put on Twitter, he was like, he was like, look, guys. He was like, look at my face. I don't have any damage at all. He was like, do you see all this blood over my shorts? That is his blood. He was like, this is what happens when you fight their opponent, your opponent in their own home state. Matt Frivola was a native of Florida, and this is where the fight was. Um, I didn't agree with the judge's decision. Um, Luis Pena is one of my favorites in that division. Oh, uh, just because, like uh, I was because talking, of his name, Violent Bob Ross. Man. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. what what a name! And he's training with my boy DC, yeah. at AKA. Well, to the listeners out there, you all need to look up Luis Pena. He looks exactly like Bob Ross's like twin brother, and that's why they call him the Violent Bob Ross. Yeah, and he's definitely. This is just his third fight in the UFC. He's two and one. And dude, he's training with the best over there at AKA. Uh, he's oh. training with Khabib. He's training with DC. I mean, uh, uh, Khabib's cousins that are moving up that, uh, moving up the rankings in the lightweight division. Luis Pena's definitely got a bright future ahead of him, and I'm excited to see him fight in the future. Yeah, yeah, I agree with you completely. So wrap wrapping that up. Well, let's hear about how do you how do you say Ponzanibio? Yeah, Ponzanibio. Okay, let's 
What, what What's the issue going on with him right now? So as of yesterday, Ponzin Ebio is out of his fight with Robbie Lawler at UFC 245. Dude, this sucks because what a card this was. I mean, it's still a great card. We have three title fights on there. We have uh, Colby versus Usman. Yeah. Amanda versus, uh, I forgot who she's facing, but she's, Amanda Nunes is on it too. And we have Max Holloway versus Bonikowski. Yeah. So we have three title fights, but this was going to be one of those great fights on that main card with it. Um, Ponzinibbio is out. Why is he out? With a staph infection. Which is what I don't necessarily understand because this is December 14th. So most fighters go through. two, Two months away from tomorrow. So most fighters go through like a, what, four, six week camp. Mm-hmm. I've had staff before. Obviously, I'm not a UFC fighter, but I think I took antibiotics for like two weeks or so. And I know the antibiotics are a thing that you don't want to take while you're training because they drain you. Yeah. Uh, but I don't understand why he couldn't, you know, take a break. Yeah, and take, take two the weeks off from training. Yeah. And then you still have a four to six week fight camp yeah. ahead of you. So I don't understand. And we seen, dude, we seen Kevin Lee almost finish Tony Ferguson. Um, what was it last year or two years ago? And he had staff, and he right, had there staff right there on his right there on his chest. So I just don't understand, uh, you know, Ponzinibbio's situation. He Ponzinibbio is what number seven ranked welterweight. Robbie Lawler is number thirteenth. Yeah. Um. You 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 feel like you have something to prove. Ponzinibbio wants a title shot. I remember when Woodley was champion. Ponzinibbio kept going at Woodley, and I was sitting there like, "What have you done?" And then you actually have a chance to do something right here. And, I mean, I don't know how bad the staff is. Uh, obviously, staff is a very serious, you know, thing Infection. because it can turn into MRSA. Yeah. But, um, but so he's out. You know, that's the fact that well, he's out. In my mind, it's good that he pulled out now. Mm-hmm. So whoever so we got fights time. Robbie Lawler could still do a full camp. Yeah. Because if, if Ponzinibbio would have said, hey – this could turn into MRSA, but I'm going to continue to train for the next month and then back out if it gets worse. Then the next fighter would only have four weeks to train if they started training immediately, depending on when Ponzinibbio yeah, I'm hoping would that, back I'm out. hoping they announce within this next week who will be fighting who, him. Okay, so, so there's a lot of people who could be fighting Lawler. Who who would you like to see, see him fight? So to me, there's three names that could fight him, and I think... Or, or that that's going to be fighting Robbie Lawler. Yeah, three yeah. people who could be fighting Robbie Lawler. Yeah, so who, who are those? Three there's three people? names that stand out to me that could be fighting him, and I'm going to break down every single name and explain why it makes sense, um, or why it doesn't make sense. Um, I'm kind of fifty fifty with some of them. Why it does and doesn't. I think all of them. I'm like that really. Yeah. But so first, Mike Perry last night. Uh. You know, he's a native of Florida, so he got on there. They was interviewing him backstage, and he said he wants Robbie Lawler. Why does he want him so bad? Well, Mike Perry called out Robbie Lawler, I think, maybe four or five fights ago. I mean, obviously. That's kind of a while back. It's tough to call out somebody who's in the top 10 when you're not in the top 15. So at that point, Mike Perry wasn't in the top 15. I believe he is now. Yeah. Um. Even though he's dropped the last three fights in a row, he's a big name and he puts on a show. And I mean, that's what the UFC wants. Yeah. Um. So to me, I like this fight. I think Mike Perry versus Robbie Lawler is a very fun fight because Robbie Lawler is what ranked number thirteenth. 
Yeah, he's ranked number 13th. We just looked at it. Yeah. Wow. So that's crazy that he's ranked number 13th when he just fought Colby Covington, who was fighting for a title. I mean, that fight was terrible. I don't know what what kind of Robbie Lawler showed up to that fight. Yeah. But uh, so I think this makes sense, and I think it's a fun fight for the the fans. Perry? I don't know. I'm I'm not feeling that one. You're not? Not not Perry versus Lawler. Even the way the Lawler fought last time? I mean. (sighs) See, I've got a better idea for that, though. For who who I think Lawler should fight. Like, is Perry your first choice? Or who do you yeah, think out of the three we were going to discuss, I think Perry makes the most sense. Okay, well, see, for me, I think it's Woodley who, who makes the most sense because both of them are very skilled fighters, but both of them also had bad last fights. And so right now it's put up or shut up. If Robbie Lawler comes out and destroys Woodley, Maybe that's it for Woodley. But this Woodley, would be there. You know they fought before, right? Yeah, yeah. And yeah. Woodley starts them. <laughs> but that was back then. Yeah. That, that was back then. You know, both of them just had a pretty terrible last fight. So if they fight and, you know, Woodley destroys uh, Lawler, then maybe that's it for Lawler. Not like it completely, but that just kind of shows where they're at now. Because everybody has bad days. Everybody has bad fights. Yeah. So... This just shows did both which one of them had a bad fight and which one of them just is a bad fighter now. So, so I, I think I, could, I think Woodley makes the most sense. I wouldn't be like so disappointed if they made that fight because like I was talking to you about before the podcast, this fight was supposed to happen in late June anyways. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, and that's all, another reason why I think it makes sense. Yeah, but then again I look at it and I'm like Tyron Woodley's the number 1 contender of the world. Robbie Lawler is number 13th. If Woodley loses, I think this is a big risk for him. I don't think he would lose against Robbie Lawler. I just, I just don't think Robbie Lawler. I don't know. I don't know what he's been doing the last couple of fights, but it's not that same Robbie Lawler that that killer that we used yeah. to see, well, see uh, a while ago. Yeah. Well, as far as Woodley goes, I, I know he's a technically number one contender, but I don't think he's going to get a title shot without beating somebody. Without beating somebody. And I, and I understand fight. that too. Yeah. So I think this is a good fight for him because we see how aggressive Lawler can be. Mm-hmm. So if Woodley shows he can beat that, then I think he deserves that title shot against either Covington or Usman, whoever wins. And then another man that could step in and that doesn't have a fight uh, that could face Ponzinibbio is Leon Edwards. Why do you, this think, fight why do you would, think he's got a potential to fight? This fight? fight would make sense because they both act like they deserve a title shot. They both haven't fought. They both haven't fought anybody in that top three, top five, and beat them. So, uh, Ponzinibbio is number seven. Leon Edwards is number four. Um, maybe we do this fight, and then whoever wins gets a title shot. Yeah. I mean, that would totally be passing over well, Tyron Woodley. Well, but... I was going to say, whoever – maybe that's what they will do. Maybe they'll say, okay, Lawler, you can either fight Mike Perry. Oh, I'm talking or... about – I got it confused. So I I I, kept, I said Leon Edwards yeah, was you, filling. Yeah, you were in. talking about Leon Edwards. Yeah, so Leon Edwards versus. Okay. Well, no, no, no. I yeah. was okay. No, no, no. I I know. Yeah, you were talking yeah. about Leon Edwards, but I was going to say, maybe the UFC is going to do that is make Lawler fight either Mike Perry or Leon Edwards. That's what I was about to say, and see whoever beats the other one, then goes through Woodley to get to the top. Yeah. And then if Woodley beats. The winner, whether I mean, maybe that's what they will do if if the UFC says, okay, Lawler, you can either fight Perry or Edwards, and whoever wins out of that fight 
faces Woodley just to kind of use him as the gate to get to the to the winning, mm-hmm. you know, to the winner of a uh, of um, Usman and Covington. Yeah, and then there you go. And then if they can't get through Woodley, then boom, Woodley deserves that title shot. So maybe maybe they won't get Lawler to fight mm-hmm. Woodley right now. Maybe they'll just get Lawler to fight one of the other two guys. And the the winner fights Woodley. It, yeah. it kind of makes sense when you put it that way. Yeah, I think that would make more sense. Yeah. Um, but hopefully they'll make an announcement in the next week or two the next and week. get and get Robbie Lawler, uh, get Robbie Lawler somebody to fight. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he was already supposed to fight in June. He he said he wanted to wait for Tyron Woodley. I Tyron Woodley didn't want to wait for him. <laughs> so uh, so hopefully we can get a fight because I mean. Yeah. Yeah. Well, if so, we'll we'll. Hopefully, find out in the next week or two. Yeah. So, so let's let's move on to this next topic that kind of, I don't know, kind of gets under my skin a little bit. So it's we're kind of talking about the WWE because we see a lot of crossover happening right now between the UFC and professional boxing into the uh, into WWE. Now, our guest next week's a WWE fan, so he'll probably have some good, good, interesting takes on this. I forgot who that was next week. Jacob, is it? Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> so he'll. And my thing is, it's it's not that I'm against them going into the WWE because I get it. You know, that's kind of what you do mm-hmm. when you can't keep up in the sport anymore, or when you're just kind of you've done it for so long, you're done. You can go to WWE. I get that. But it's kind of when you see them crossing back over and you kind of question the validity of Kane's it. not going back. Kane's not going he back. He officially okay. gave his retirement letters to Dana. Dana gave his uh, approval approval to Velasquez. Um, all the paperwork's done. He's out of the USADA testing pool, so it's official. Uh, Kane Velasquez is just WWE bound right now. Okay, okay. Okay, so what we were talking about is on October 31st, we see Kane Velasquez fighting Brock Lesnar in the WWE. Oh, this is awesome. Why is that awesome? <laughs> I mean, I know you like WWE. Because we're like- talking October 31st, WWE. I think it's in... Um, I think it's in Saudi Arabia. But what about Cheryl's house? <laughs> huh? Dude, that's been like... It's been a... Yeah, I mean, I'll still thing? go there. What's that thing well, you the, the, this, Oh, a tradition. Yeah, yeah. well, this is in the morning because it's in Saudi Arabia. So no this way. pay-per-view... Yeah, this pay-per-view happens like midday uh, Friday, which I normally have Fridays on, Oh, it's off. on Friday? October think, 31st ain't on a Friday. Are you sure? Yeah, yeah, it's on like a Thursday. Oh, is it on a Thursday? Yeah, it's either Wednesday... Because November 2nd is a Saturday... Let's see. October thirty first is on a Thursday. Yeah. So that, but the uh, uh, the pay per view will probably be in the middle of the day or something. Hopefully, I can catch. They're it. not going to get no views here in America. Well, These people got to work. I got to. The exciting go thing about this too is it's not just Brock Lesnar versus Cain Velasquez. It is the ESPN heavyweight boxing champ Tyson the Gypsy King Fury is facing Braun Strowman in a on match the, on the same pay per view the yeah. same night. So ES the, my uh of what I've heard with this is ESPN is letting Tyson Fury cross over to WWE just for a one and done match to promote his upcoming fight in 2020 with Deontay Wilder. Yeah. So I understand that. I think it's great for business. I think you should want to as a business. Uh, you should in boxing. Boxing isn't interesting no more. Uh, 
the people that's been making it interesting is Tyson Fury, Deontay Wilder, Anthony Joshua. The heavyweight boxing is back, and it's interesting because of those three. And um, I'm trying to think uh the new champ. There's a new heavyweight boxing champ for like WBC. I can't think of his name right now. Uh, but he's made it exciting too. So this is the most exciting boxing's been in a while. Yeah. Um, but now they're leeching over into WWE, which it makes sense because they're wanting to advertise to get those WWE fans. They're like, oh, you know, look, this guy fights for real. So, you know, obviously you like fate fighting. So we know you're going to like real fighting. <laughs> so come over here and watch this and, and just we'll be like, just be like me. I watch some, all of them. I love some, all of them. Some people don't like the the real fighting. Some people who watch WWE are like, no, I want to see you get hit in the head with a chair and a two by four. I don't care about you getting hit with a fist or a flying knee. Like they don't want to see that. They want to see like jumping off ladders and stuff like that. Yeah, Jeff then you, Hardy. Then, yeah, then you have some. Oh, dude, did you hear? He just got another DUI. Yeah, I hate yeah. that. <laughs> dude, he's he's off the chain, man. Life has rode him hard. <laughs> so, oh, geez. He looks awful, man. So, uh, you know, but that's just, that's the thing, man. Some people, like, you're one of those people who like like the crossover. Some people, they just want to see that extreme well, I know, I know I'm, fake fighting. I'm not going to have the same perception as everybody because, I mean, I watch WWE. I love WWE. I watch UFC. I don't buy boxing pay-per-views, but I keep up with heavyweight boxing. Mm -hmm. um, so I I enjoy all three of those things. And uh, but I know a lot of people they're like, "Oh, WWE's so fake." And well, I, I mean, my thing is about yeah. those people is like, okay, if you watch WWE, you know it's fake. If you want to watch it, who gives a crap? Yeah. If that person who's telling you WWE is fake, and they like movies, say, guess what? That movie's fake. It's, They're still going to watch that movie. It's still that's what, real to me, man. Don't say that. You look so stupid. <laughs> it's like, you know, Santa Claus is real to me. Oh, man. I hope we don't have kids watching this. <laughs> but, but that's just the thing is like, if okay, I, I would not put it that way. But if it's something you still like, then screw everyone else. And that goes for life, people. Screw everyone who does not like what you do. So unless you're doing like self-harm or harm or something stupid, then don't do that. Yeah. I was just always that little kid, man. I legit thought it was real. You dude, yeah, you I, thought you WWE remember. was real to like middle school or yeah. something like that. And then you thought Santa Claus was real for that. I think it all happened around the same Sixth time. Grade or something. Yeah, you were like, man, I'm just now finding out the tooth fairy ain't real. Santa Claus ain't real. WWE ain't real. Hang in there as long as you can, kids. I hung in there till middle school. Then people make fun of you. <laughs> yeah, believe all you can, man. Believe in <laughs> Bigfoot and Santa Claus and, and WWE's real and the Loch Ness Monster aliens. Just believe in it all. Dude, aliens are real. <laughs> I know. Like, like a aliens are, uh, in my mind, they are real. Like, we're gonna, you know, we there are aliens out there. Oh, I believe it. Oh, no, I think there are too. I think Bigfoot and aliens, both of those things, are definitely real. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now the Loch Ness monster, I don't know, dude. I used to, I used to dream that the Loch Ness monster was real. I used to think and think and be like, I want that thing to be real. And then you had people who who took underground lidar, 
of like the entire lagoon where they thought he was and then go into all the, then they would find caves and then go into all these caves and take underground underwater lidar of that too nothing yeah they saw some fishies but that's it no mm-hmm. no lochness much and that broke my heart because i was like man we could have a for real dinosaur living today but now, nah, as as people, no, we, we do crocodiles. Oh my gosh, <laughs> you know what I mean. If, if we yeah. found a T Rex, and nobody'd be like, "Oh, it's just a T Rex," people'd yeah. be like, "Ah, it's a T Rex." You'd have people freaking out. You'd have people excited. You know, then you'd ha- have humans who'd want to go kill it mm-hmm. and be like, "Let's do tests on it." No, man, we can't kill that thing. So, but same thing with the Loch Ness monster. You can't kill it. But people would people would want to see, kill dude. It. I wish there was like some like Bigfoot enthusiasts or alien like guys. Like, have you listened to Rogan's podcast? Sometimes with, I've like, listened. I've listened to s- some. Of, s- then he had a uh, he had Bob Le- Lazar. Lazar, yeah. Bob I Lazar. would be interested in getting like people that like people like them, but obviously on a smaller stage because our podcast isn't like theirs. But like getting them on here and maybe doing like. A, spe- some, a special show, maybe doing some special shows that aren't MMA and, yeah. and catering to just you know that, that person yeah. and coming on here and talking about that. Like you know, I, th- I think that would be fun. I know yeah. we are an MMA podcast, but uh, we we see Rogan do it because he's not an MMA podcast. Mm-hmm. He just has regular people, but then every now and again he has a special yeah. MMA podcast. So I mean, I'm down for that because that would just be fun to. Kind of get these people's thoughts out there. Because some of these people will say the most outlandish things. Yeah. And if you quote them on it later, they're like, no, I did not say that. <laughs> and so if you have them on camera and mm-hmm. we can make them look like some wizards and stuff. <laughs> like... <laughs> but, but I mean, I think that would be fun. But uh, go watch that October 31st pay-per-view on Thursday. Yeah, I, know yeah, I, know, yeah. I know you're working, but, you know, watch it at work. Watch it. To all our listeners. Watch it at work. Watch yeah. it on your phone because you tell, don't want to miss this, man. Your boss, she might be a B-word, <laughs> and she might tell you no. You tell her, ho, oh, <laughs> I'm going to watch what I want. <laughs> oh, but, uh, okay. but let's get into our next topic. We got Fedor Emelianenko versus Rampage Jackson. For the Bellator Japan card on December 29th. Okay. What do you think about this, Okay, man? so my thoughts are, uh, I don't know who in the world Fedor is. He's arguably the greatest heavyweight ever that never fought in the UFC. Well, if he's the GOAT, we need to see him cross over. That's what I think. I think the UFC is yeah. the top burn. So if you want to be yeah. the GOAT, you have to win a title in the UFC. Yeah, exactly, too. exactly. You know, because if you're fighting and there's chickens running around outside the ring, I don't know how credible that belt is. Well, he ain't been doing that. <laughs> <laughs> He's been in one championship, and I think he fought the strike force. But, uh, but no, Bellator so, now. So as far as this goes, I love Rampage. I would love to see that fight. I'm not paying sixty dollars twice for two pay per views. Yeah, I don't know how much Bellator pay per views are, but I, I assume that UFC is going to have a pay per view around that time. They they so, do. Yeah, they, ain't that like fourteenth or something? Yeah, I don't know. but I mean, would you rather? Would you rather go out to eat and get a nice meal or watch this fight? <laughs> what do you mean? Like, let's say, I don't know, you could go to the Cheesecake Factory, spend $60 or watch this fight for $60. <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't love, love the Cheesecake Factory. Well, whatever your favorite restaurant is. That's all I'm saying. It's like, I like the fight, but Dude, I'm, a, I'm, I'm not a, paying $60 for I'm it. a penny yeah. pincher, man. <laughs> I'd rather, like, save the money and cook at home, but... <laughs> 
Well, whatever you would want to do that would be 60 <laughs> bucks other than watching this fight. <laughs> to the club. Yeah. Yeah. Well. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, but I just feel I like this know. fight's I would, I would rather just watch the the one fight after it came out on YouTube. Yeah. It's just ha- – oh, yeah. And I'm I, don't, I don't love it that much. That's what I'm going to do, but I think it's just happening a little bit too late. Uh, Rampage yeah. of what I've He's seen. He's old, too. Of what I've seen. And you can be old and still be elite, but of what I've seen of Rampage, he's not the same Rampage that was in the UFC. No. No. And Yoel Romero proves to all those people who try to say age, oh, you're old, you're old, This is you're too old to do this. No, Yoel Romero proves you wrong. Well, he's also <laughs> taking great care of his body. Yeah. So, so mm-hmm. like you saw with Hannah's, you know, Dangrad, like, yeah. if you take great care of your body, then you can do whatever. Like, we were, he's 83 and was, like, hauling stuff around yesterday. Oh, I know, so, easy. <laughs> yeah, and, I mean, that's just the thing. Then you have other people who are, like, 68 who look, rough man yeah they look like a dish rag that you've used for like 30 years <laughs> <laughs> so and that's only 68 and this dude he's you know physically he's he's in great shape yeah so <laughs> life life has not done him him bad but he's, he's taking great care of himself so Ro- romero's in those same shoes oh yeah so that's kind of the difference i don't i don't know about other people I mean, let's look at DC when he's over 50. He ain't going to look that good. Well, he might. I don't know. There's NFL linemen that, like, once they retire, they get ripped up and stuff because they're like, I don't have to be this big boulder anymore because I don't have people hitting me all the time. Yeah. (laughs) Now I can be, like, ripped up with abs. Dude, that's kind of – And run, and I can get small again. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, not to get actually into politics, but that's kind of what happened with Obama because – in office, he looked like crap after eight years. I mean, America dogged him, and so he was gray-haired, stressed out. He had bags under his eyes. Like, he mm. could have been selling purses with those things. He looked rough. And then a- after the office, he got out, stress-free, can go do go do life. Now he looks like a normal person. Yeah. And so that's kind of that's kind of how that is. Is like when when this rush of what your life is is over, you can. Go do you again. Yeah. So, uh, you know, DC might do that. I mean, he he might just want to, like, stay chubby. That's cool. Yeah. Whatever makes you <laughs> happy, DC. He's got DC. millions, so be happy. Yeah, man. dude, be happy, man. <laughs> just go do you. Go do your Popeyes. Go do your KFC. Yeah. Carl's Jr. <laughs> dude, Hannah got mad at me. Because I, I went to Popeyes with the intention to try that chicken sandwich. Yeah. But they ran out. Yeah, and they haven't brought it back yet. And now they want to say, like, oh, bring your own bun. Like, I'm not bringing my own bun. Freak. Y'all ain't got bread? (laughs) This is America. (laughs) We should have food on demand. I'm not bringing my own bun to (laughs) get a chicken sandwich. (laughs) The only buns of mine are on my butt. And that's the only buns I'm bringing in there. So, yeah, dude, she thought she, she made that feel like it was the equivalent to cheating. Oh, <laughs> she was nah. like, because we were going to go try that together, yeah. see if it was better than the Chick-fil-A. But uh, I didn't get that opportunity. So I told yeah. her, I said, fine, I won't cheat on you. Hopefully we'll get that opportunity soon because yeah. I want to try it. Yeah, dude. Luckily, I'm in Roanoke. I get. Well, see, I'm out. in Whitfield. There's Popeye's right I there. Know, dude. Popeye's in Whitfield so good. Yeah. I love it, man. Okay, okay. So enough talking about that incredible chicken. <laughs> Let's, uh, as far as Rampage goes, not buying it. But I'm going to root for him. If yeah. I find out he wins, 
that's a, eh, you know, cool. Like, like if you're walking on the street and you see a dollar, oh, that's cool. But if he loses, eh, that's cool. What a, you know, I'm not, yeah. I'm just not invested into it. See, so. the only, the only person I really try to watch their fight in in Bellator, I'm still not paying for it. But if it's on TV, I will make, uh, I will and, make myself watch this chill son and. Do you remember him? Not at all. The American gangster chill son. Well, he used to be in the UFC. He he was one he almost beat he had Anderson Silva beat and got submitted in the last couple of seconds. Ooh. He was the only person that was gonna beat Anderson Silva when he was on the top of his game. He dogged Anderson Silva for like four straight rounds and got submitted with like the last minute of that fifth round. I can't even. I can't even remember, man. Well, that, was, that seems I, so well, that long was, ago. It was before we started watching. Oh, it. then yeah. that's why. Okay, okay. Well, let's let's move on to Mayweather and Pacquiao. So, they're they're fighting for a second time. I'm stoked for that. Um, the only thing is, Mayweather wants a three round exhibition match, while Pacquiao he wants a real fight. Now, my thing is. I think Mayweather's a little bitch. <laughs> I, think, I think I think he's scared because like, yeah, I do. I think he's being scared. I think he's on top, and he, you know, he's like, I just want money, but I don't want to lose. Well, see, that's what I don't like about it is, you know, he used to brag and gloat and be like, I drink two liters of soda every day. I'm still out here training. I'm still out here beating y'all's best top fighters. I think he knows that Manny got close to beating him in that first fight, yeah. and I don't think he wants to do a three round exhibition because. He, if he, he knows, loses, well, he, he doesn't I, want it to affect his record. Well, yeah, that's why he wants to do the exhibition. But I think he knows in three rounds that he's going to be very highly skilled, not drained. Yeah. Uh, he but can after do, like he five can do rounds, his little, he yeah. can do his little defensive thing for three rounds. Yeah. Uh, I don't want to see that, man. Like, Dude, I want to see that. I want to see Mayweather versus Pacquiao. There's not a whole lot left for Mayweather. There's the Pacquiao fight. Um. That people want to see, you know. Yeah. There's the Pacquiao fight. Can- uh, Canelo's not coming back down to fight Mayweather. Canelo weighs too much now. Yeah. But uh, there's the Pacquiao fight, and then there's a crossover to MMA. Mm-hmm. Uh, or the Conor McGregor rematch in boxing. I think people would want to see that, where McGregor got so close. But, I mean, there's not a whole lot left to me that would want to, that people would just be throwing money at them to do. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So... But I don't like this. I understand Pacquiao's frustration of not wanting to do a three-round exhibition. Yeah, uh, he shouldn't. No, no, 12-round or nothing. Yeah. So, because then it's, how can you call it? Okay, so Pacquiao's in, still fighting top fighters. He yeah. just beat some top guy a couple of months ago. I forgot who it was. Well, but. here's my thing is Mayweather wants to call this Mayweather and Pacquiao too. If it's an exhibition match and it doesn't go on your record, it's not Mayweather and Pacquiao too. Well, I don't think he's calling it that. Whoever's calling yeah. it that, I called it BS. that. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, then it's not Mayweather and Pacquiao too if it's not going on the record. Yeah. So I think Mayweather's just scared, and if he's not going to fight fight twelve rounds, then no fight. Yeah. It's, it's got to go on his record, but I just think he's afraid. I completely agree with that. So, um. Well, uh, well, you know, are you good? Oh, no, you're good. Go ahead. Okay, well, moving on to UFC on ESPN6. Let's talk about DJ first. DJ? Yeah. Where is that? Uh, at the bottom. DJ? So, Demetrius Johnson oh, last night. Yeah. I was like, who in the world is DJ? Oh, yeah. So, Demetrius Johnson <laughs> last night completed a feat that a lot of, um, a lot of martial artists don't get to complete. So, he won has last night else, in has one championship. Has anybody else done this? Um, I don't think so. Other than Askren, 
So Askren, well, Askren, Askren doesn't have a UFC title, but yeah. Askren has won a championship in Bellator, one championship, and he's trying to in UFC. Yeah. But on to Demetrius Johnson again. Demetrius Johnson has just won a belt and one championship last night, and he defended the UFC title for like 10 straight fights in a row. Yeah. So Demetrius Johnson has held a belt in three fight promotions. Two. Just UFC in one championship. He's not done the third yet? No, he hasn't been in Bellator. Oh, I thought you wrote that down. Huh? Oh. No, I, I said that about... Dude, my bearings are ro- are rocked. Oh. Uh, <laughs> so... uh, no, okay, Askren, okay. Askren has the chance to win in three different promotions, but... Okay, so do yeah. you think Demetrius Johnson's just going to defend it one more time and then go on to Bellator? No, no, no. He No, he's in one championship this day. One championship thought, is thought, a better yeah, division for what his division is. One championship... <laughs> I think they're putting out better fighters for his division. I know, but I thought his goal was to bounce around and try to get a, a belt from each. No, that's Askren's goal. I thought that was Demetrius Johnson's goal. No, I said that's what people think. That's how some people judge the GOAT status. So some people say, like, oh, such and such is the GOAT because he held a title in this promotion, this promotion, and this promotion. Obviously, the UFC's got to be in one of those promotions for you to be considered GOAT. I, so, I, I do agree with that. So while we're talking about this topic is because Demetrius Johnson has a UFC championship. He defended it 10 times, and now he has one, a one championship title. Um, is he the GOAT, or is he getting closer to that GOAT status? Well, I think he is the GOAT already. I just think it would be crazy if he started bouncing around. He's already done the UFC. He's on one championship. Move on to Bellator. Move on to Pride. Move on... I mean, just move on to all of them. Yeah. Get a belt. Say you're the best, and then I don't. Nobody can argue it. I understand he's up there in the discussions, but I don't think he. I don't. I'm not gonna call him the goat because he has unfinished business with Henry Cejudo. He lost, so he he beat Cejudo the first time. Cejudo beat him the second time by unanimous decision. I think it was either unanimous or split, but Henry won. Uh, pretty good he won that second fight pretty good and uh you know henry's been dominating as of lately and as i will always say i know i know one of our guests came on here and said bellator you know they think that best fighters are in bellator they think they care more and stuff and they get paid more to me in my eyes the ufc is the the cream of the crop that's the best fighters the UFC has the most money. If you want to be the best, you can get paid the most in UFC regardless. Yeah, but then some people don't care about money. They're like, you know, the UFC is getting too showy. It's getting mm-hmm. too much drama. Because they're not always giving a fighter the fight he deserves. They're giving the fighter the fight that's going to make the most money. Well, you have to be a showman. Uh, yeah, UFC yeah. That's, is that's, at, the, that's the downside yeah. to it is some people are like, I don't give a crap about that. I want to be the best fighter. Because if you put show in the mix... Then you have the argument of it. It's starting to look like the WWE. I believe on your UFC resume, if you're applying to the UFC, you, it, it's going to state on there that one of the qualities you need to have is you need to be an entertainer. You think also. they got to write a resume for this? No, I'm just, I'm just. Saying, I was going to say, man, be like, my resume's on YouTube. No, I'm just saying, you know how <laughs> fighters have, yeah. you know, they have this resume beside them that could be like an invisible resume, like, oh, they beat such, 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 and such. Uh, they, you know, they're so good at cutting promos and this and that. They bring in this many viewers, yeah. you know. But, uh, yeah, but I mean, we can move on from that. I just wanted to kind of, I mean, do you it. think he's the goat? I don't. I think, uh, I think 
the goat's going to get played out. I think if John if John Jones has a chance to do some things to be the goat, I well, think no, Khabib, I mean the goat of his weight class. Uh, like, yeah, he's the goat of his weight class, yeah, yeah. but I'm talking about overall. Goat goat. I think time. we're gonna well, see. It's kind of hard to say who's the goat of all time. I think we're gonna you see can't a goat fight of all people time. in different different weight classes. Yeah, you can. Not like we couldn't see Mighty Mouse fight Jones. Yeah, That's but what John Jones, Mighty mm-hmm. Mouse hasn't fought out of his weight class. John Jones has the chance to go up to heavyweight, beat Stipe, mm-hmm. Israel Alasanya. I'm not saying he's the goat, but I'm saying he's got. He said that he would go up face John Jones and he would go up again and face Stipe. So Israel Sonia, if he could become a weight three class weight uh champion, he could have so I think we're gonna see this GOAT played out. John Jones could be the GOAT. He could move up to heavyweight. Um who else? GSP could come back, he could beat Khabib. That would make him the GOAT, I believe. Um Khabib could beat GSP. Then Khabib could get some other fights, keep beating more people. Yeah. Maybe even move up to 170, win that belt. Then Khabib's the GOAT. I think we're going to see it played out. Who's the GOAT within the next five years or so? Mm, Maybe. Maybe. Because then what happens when someone comes out and beats the GOAT? And the GOAT is just doo-doo. Yeah, that's the thing. Then they need the GOAT. That's why people have to go out when they're on top. Yeah. Like GSP did. But GSP. That's kind of what Mayweather's doing, too. He's just kind of. No, he's not going out. He's still talking. He still yeah, talks. He's and, not going out, but he's like, he I don't, still talks. He makes it sound like he doesn't want to fight, as, and it goes on his record. The way he talks, he's welcoming in these fights. I he's mean, welcoming exhibition fights. Yes. Yeah. And that's what I don't like is it's like, no, go fight a real fight. Put it on your record. Yeah. So, well, UFC on ESPN 6, we have several good fights. Yeah, good one. That's this Saturday. Yep. And the main event is going to be Dominic Reyes versus Chris Weidman. This is Chris Weidman's light heavyweight debut. Both men think they can dethrone John Jones. Um, I'm not saying this is a number one contender fight, but I think whoever wins this, it puts them one fight away. Yeah. It puts them really close. Yeah. You know, they're they're going to be that, that. I think that's fair. One fight away. Yeah. So whoever wins this, uh, they're getting closer to title implications. Uh, who who do you want to see come out on top? Reyes. Dude, I'm Reyes. not a big Chris Weidman fan. So I'm, I got to agree. I'm actually not either. I'm, I'm not. I'm not a big Dominic Reyes fan either, but... Uh, I just think Chris Weidman talk. I think he talks a good game, but I, I I think when it comes down to it, he doesn't he doesn't go out there and compete in it. Yeah, well, things might be different because I didn't like how he handled class. that Romero loss when yeah. Romero hit him with that flying knee, and then you know he, he tried to act like accuse him of steroids and this and that, and then he's lost other fights, and I just feel like he he doesn't uh, accept losses well. And, yeah. Uh, so I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Dominic Reyes. I'm uh, right there with you. I hope man. I hope when Dominic Reyes wins, <sighs> that somebody will come and beat him because <laughs> I don't want to see him get a title shot either. Yeah. Because I don't want to see none of these guys fight John Jones. Honestly, uh, you want to see some better fighters fight? Yeah, him? I want to yeah. see the winner of Johnny Walker and uh, Anderson fight. Yeah. Uh, fight uh, John Jones, and if if neither one of those two guys can beat him. Uh, maybe when Thiago Santos comes back, we can see that rematch or John Jones needs to move up to heavyweight. I believe John Jones's uh, hardest challenges are behind him. Yeah. Well, you know who I'm excited to see 
on this card. Who? Is the Yair Rodriguez and Jeremy Stevens. Oh, yeah. So, well, that, I mean, in my mind, that's exciting because these people fought, what, three weeks ago? Yeah. Some Three weeks ago. And uh, it ended with an eye poke. And so they're, what, five seconds? There's a Was lot. Was it only five seconds? Yeah, it's five seconds. Jeez. And yeah. they and they called the match over that. Mm-hmm. So, uh so they're fighting again just to have a you know have a real fight, but they hype that fight up. Yeah, and there's a lot of bad blood now because I don't know if you knew, but Yara Rodriguez, dude, he acted completely disrespectful after the fight. I mean, it was in Mexico City, remember? Yeah, yeah. So this was his hometown. I understand he wanted to put on a good fight. Michael Bisping went in the octagon to, you know, interview Yara Rodriguez after he kind of get his thoughts. So Yari Rodriguez is just talking a bunch of crap to his like cornermen and stuff, and you know Bisping standing right there, and he's like saying Yair, Yair, and he never answered. So Yair, so uh, Michael Bisping, you know, put his hand on Yair's shoulder and was like, "Hey, buddy, let's do an interview." And Yair turned around and like balled up a fist at him and called him uh, a punta, a punta or whatever. Yeah. Uh, Y'all know, everybody knows what that means from high yeah, school yeah, Spanish. Yeah. I mean, we didn't learn that, but everybody used to talk about that. Um, so I thought that was completely disrespectful to do that to yeah. somebody like Michael Bisbring, who obviously can't defend himself against you because he's in there doing his job. You know what I I'm mean, saying? physically, I think he could. Yeah, he could, like, but like Michael if, Bisping's a true professional. He's not and it, he's it not going to fight you, but it's like, don't be disrespectful, don't be disrespectful yeah, yeah. to a UFC it's, Hall of Famer like Yeah, Bisping. he is a Hall yeah. of Famer, and he's just trying to do an interview. He's just trying to do his job. And it's yeah. like, that's what your contract says, yeah. is to do a post-fight interview. Don't be a little yeah. turd. <laughs> and that's not where the that's not where the disrespectfulness from Rodriguez ends. So the next day at the fighters' hotel, Yari Rodriguez and Jeremy Stevens ran into each other. The way Jeremy Stevens explained it in the video shows, there was a video posted of their interaction. Uh, Jeremy Stevens said Yari Rodriguez gave that him or whatever. So then uh, Jeremy Stevens was like, "Well, I'm gonna go talk to him, you know, tell him we'll run it back." And then at first, uh, Yari Rodriguez like dapped him up and said, and and Stevens was like, "We're gonna run it back." You know, he kind of thought it was like a respect thing. And then Yaya Rodriguez was like, was like, you're going to have to live with that the rest of your life. And he just started trashing Jeremy Stevens. He was like, you're going to have to live with that the rest of your life. He was like, why were you a coward? And then Jeremy Stevens, you know, he wasn't having none of that. He lives up to his nickname, Little Heathen. So he pushed him, man. He pushed Yaya Rodriguez. They start going back and forth. Uh, you know, Yaya Rodriguez was uh, cussing him again. Uh, but I just don't like that, man. No, and I'm kind of. I don't. I, I don't like that kind of sports. And I was listening to Brandon Shop's podcast, and Brandon Shop said it best. He said, "Yara Rodriguez is disrespectful, and I hope Jeremy Stevens, you know, puts him in his place. I hope yeah. Jeremy Stevens just knocks." Yeah, I do out. too. I don't. I don't like that kind yeah. of sportsmanship. I, I don't like that either, because man, I poke. You got to take people's health seriously. You yeah. know? And there, there wasn't any hate coming into the fight, and 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 Yara Rodriguez just completely flipped the script and turned this into a completely disrespectful matter. Yeah. And I hope Jeremy Stevens makes easy work of him. Yeah. Fingers crossed. Hope <laughs> rooting for you, Stevens. Yeah. So uh so Ge- Greg Hardy and Ben Sassoli. I think you pronounced that right. I would have been pronounced that right. <laughs> but uh yeah this is uh, well, obviously, honestly I don't remember who these people are. Well Sassoli I don't know who he is. Yeah. But Greg Hardy, you remember he was 
a famous football player that had some oh, good success. Oh, okay, yeah. Greg, Greg Hardy was the controversial. Yeah, that's why guy. we're talking about him on here. He's not facing a big name, but he has received his second chance in life in UFC. Uh, for those of you who don't know, Greg Hardy was kicked out of the NFL because of domestic abuse against his wife or girlfriend. Um, a lot of people still don't like him because of that, and I completely understand. I don't agree with yeah, anybody. Yeah, a lot of people don't like domestic abuse. I don't agree with anybody that feels the need to hit women, um, you know, whatever you think. But people do deserve second chances, and his second chance has came in the UFC. He is now 3-0 and or 4-0, and and he has knocked out everybody they put in his way. His last fight was against, I think it was Juan Adams, and this was supposed to be his big test. You know, Juan Adams had it all. He he could wrestle. He could strike. He was supposed to put Greg Hardy away, put him in his place. And he couldn't do it. Everybody keeps on talking. They're going to put him in his place because of what he did in his past. And everybody hates him. But he's going out here knocking out everybody. Yeah. And, I mean, he's not – I wouldn't say he's – He's very apologetic about it, and uh, and a lot of women in the UFC have said that they forgive him. And, I mean, mm-hmm. you know, whatever your thoughts on this are, we're just talking about him as a fighter yeah. and, you know, his second chance at life within the UFC. He is making a very good impression. I think every single one of his fights, he has got co-main event. This one, he's not co-maining, but the first three fights, he was co-main event. Yeah. And it's because of his name, where he was in the NFL. A lot of people hate him. Controversy brings cash, as we have said before. Um, what are your thoughts on this? Um, well, I mean, just from a fight standpoint, I just I want to see a good matchup. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as the domestic abuse thing, it's uh, it's ironic. You you would fight your wife or girlfriend and then move into a fighting sport. Yeah. It, yeah, like it. It doesn't help your name. Well, that's what people see. I think it's funny because it's people, like if he would have went well, into painting or something like that. Well, because people will be like, "Oh, you, you, uh, you got practice on your wife." Yeah, you sit here and hit women. How about you come in here and hit me, or yeah. I'll hit you. You like to hit women. That's what you know. People yeah. say to him, and uh, I think he's gonna win this fight. I think he's gonna get another knockout. But I think I want to see him face a top ten after this, and then I, I want to I would see. I like to see him get knocked out. I think well, a lot you, of people would cheer for that. You know who wants to fight him? Who? He's not there yet, but Derek Lewis has already called him out because you know Derek Lewis is real. And yeah. Derek Lewis was like, "You like to hit women, buddy?" He was like, "I'm gonna come in there and hit you." And Derek Lewis, Derek Lewis will put him down, man. Yeah. What about <laughs> Naganu? Like, like what about? No, nah, he's not at Naganu's level yet. No, I'm saying <laughs> yeah. like, what if like Lewis and Naganu start calling him out? Like, well, Lewis already called yeah, him Lewis out. Yeah, Lewis already called Lewis, him out. Lewis, Lewis wanted to accept a fight with him as soon as Greg Hardy got in the UFC, but Dana's not going to do that because you, the Dana's doing yet. it. Dana's doing it the right way with Greg Hardy. He is feeding. He's making him work his way up the ladder. So he's facing like he's not. He's not just throwing him at that top fifteen yet. Yeah. He's making him fight all these people at the bottom, and he keeps building his way up. So yeah. Well, uh, I would like to see him fight a real name. Yeah, you know, and I—that's I, why I hope he wins. I hope he wins, and he can fight a real name after yeah. this. I don't—I don't know how I feel about him yet. I mean, as a fighter, I don't—I yeah. don't hate him. As a person, he's not my favorite. Yeah, that's why I say I don't know how I feel about him yet. But he's obviously had some very good success yeah. as a fighter so far. Yeah, yeah, and maybe when he fights bigger names, 
he'll kind of prove himself in the UFC. Yeah. So, I just kind of want to play play that card out. Yeah, so. well, that that's definitely going to be a good one. Uh, to our listeners, check that out on Saturday. That will be on ESPN2. Um, if you have cable, it's already there. You ain't got to pay for the ESPN app or anything. Yeah. Uh, and that's definitely going to be a good one this upcoming weekend. But that's all we got for y'all today, guys. Uh, thanks for listening. As always, we're on YouTube. We're on Spotify. We're on Facebook. Yeah. So, I mean, if you want us on iHeartRadio, just let us know. But so. we got we definitely got guests booked for the next two weeks, so we should have some good conversations with our guests in the next coming two weeks. But um, until then, just keep listening and let us know if you want to be a guest. Yep. Thank Thanks, you, guys. guys.